This is an actual play of Hunter the Vigil, featuring Rainy from Just Barbarian Things and Heretic from Regular Everyday Normal Gamers Union. Chronicles of Darkness features themes of violence and horror and may contain adult language. You have been warned. All right, so last time we resolved one of your aspirations for this round. Do you want to select a new one? So I resolved one right. last time, which was what's find going out what on in the, the penthouse. But find out what's going on uh, outside is still kind of unclear. Right. We have not figured that out yet. Okay. Um, how about find the stopwatch? The pocket watch? Damn it. Yeah, the pocket watch. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good one. All right. So your two short-term aspirations for the session are find the pocket watch and figure out what's going on with the darkness outside. Okay. So last time, uh, you guys had learned some information from Keenan's room that made potentially your sort of relationship with Sullivan as an ally a little bit unclear. So you were going to potentially go up and talk to him about it rather than continuing your search for now. That's right. Did you guys find anything else while you were looking for the pocket watch of Uton that might be useful? Nothing? Anything? I mean, there's some food that's about a week old. It doesn't look like he's gone shopping or gotten anything new in here for a few days. Okay. So Keenan somehow got possessed by Josiah Hill. I mean, that's the, that's the only thing of interest that you guys can find in here anyway. So, back to the elevator. Back to the elevator. All right. All right. So on the way back to the elevator uh, in the hallway, you see someone kind of standing, just standing outside of an apartment door, kind of looking around. Okay. And they is seem he, sort of confused. Is it a man or a woman? Or It is a woman. It's a woman. Is she facing away from us or towards us? Um, she's kind of facing into the hallway and like looking around. And so when she turns her head your direction, she sees you. Okay. She's like, what the hell is going on? Oh, she doesn't have cloudy eyes. No. That's good. Um, that's a good question. We're trying to figure that out. But uh, apparently um, there's uh, strange things afoot at uh, Manor Hill Apartments. Hill Manor Apartments tonight. Sorry. Yeah. It, I don't know. I hear some weird noises every once in a while. I, I think I might go back inside. Yeah, probably best to uh, to hang out. Well, what's your name? Um, my name's Susan. Hi, Susan. I'm Carter. This is. Uh, these are my new friends, Rachel, Nikki, and Michael and yeah. Janice. Hi, guys. Like they live on the same floor, <laughs> so <laughs> she's aware of them. Oh, that's right. We're on the sixth, sixth, sixth floor. That is correct. Okay. And hanging out. So, um, damn it. What did she say her name was? Susan. Susan. Neighbor. I tried to look up and see if there is something going on, but I can't get any internet. Your yeah, phones don't have any signal either. And, uh, Looks like the windows are, are blacked out or blocked off or something like that. She kind of shudders and like doesn't respond. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> or she's kind of, and, you know, that's why I'm trying not to run up to every person I see and be like, yeah, so here's this supernatural shit that's going down. Let's see if your brain explodes. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, you no, know. No, that's for the best. Dance around that, so to speak, mince words. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so we're trying to figure out what's going on. We're going to head up to, uh, to the penthouse. We were up there before and we are talking to uh, someone up there who might be able to help us out. Um, I don't know how Brian would be able to help. He's just an old guy. Well, you know, uh, old people have a lot of wisdom sometimes, so... Well, I'm... Wait, see you guys later. Okay, well, lock your door and be careful, okay? Yeah, you you hear the deadbolt, like, slide across (laughs) when she goes back inside. Okay. But apparently there are other survivors on these floors as well. Gotcha. Well, that's good to know. We've got something to strive for. All right, so... You make it to the elevator without running into anyone else. Okay. Right, and you head back up to the penthouse. Yes. All right, the the apparition, the shade of Sullivan is still there. And he looks up at you. Did you find it? Uh, We haven't found it yet, but uh, Keenan's room was quite interesting. Um, it looks as though it had been ransacked, so it could be that another, um, Ridden had taken it after Keenan uh, departed this world. It's no doubt that Josiah would want to make sure that he had access to it. Um, so once he lost Keenan's form, he may have sent someone else to get it. Sorry. <laughs> Headbutting the microphone. Yeah. Uh, so, interesting tidbit. Uh, if it was Josiah that was um, possessing Keenan, he wrote some pretty interesting stuff in, the, in his apartment. And essentially, he is under the impression that... You are some sort of wizard keeping him and his family prisoner uh, here, and that you're responsible for their demise and the fire that consumed the building here. I did not set the fire, but some of this is my responsibility, and it is something that I have to fix. But obviously I need your help with that now. Yeah. um, So what's going to happen? What's at stake here? If we don't find the stopwatch and destroy it. Josiah seems intent uh, in his madness on destroying every living thing that is in this building. uh, At least as far as he can reach. Um, When I died and some of my wards were released... Uh, It shouldn't have affected the whole building, but certainly much of it is likely impacted um, by this event. So any living entity would at some point probably be hunted down and murdered by his spirits um, and then would also be trapped here. 
Okay, so there's definitely innocence uh, held up here, hold up in their apartments, and their lives are at stake. Yes, as as the spirits have more time, more and more people are likely to be injured or possessed, and then used to injure others. Okay. Well, do you have any idea where he may have taken the stop? Oops pocket watch um, after retrieving it from Keenan's apartment if it was indeed him who stole it well uh, certainly he would want it in a place of safety away from prying eyes or hands that might destroy it so certainly they would not take it up here where I am Um, but otherwise my only recommendation would be to do some searching of the floors below. Okay. Um, so we're on the penthouse um, level, and that takes up the whole eighth floor, basically. Yes. We've already searched here, so we don't have to really do any searching here. Right? No, you we have already just... searched here. Okay. We can just go down to the seventh floor. Okay. And kind of work your way down. Yeah. Save the crazy floor for last if you need to. Yes. Okay. And we've, we haven't done the sixth floor yet. Well, you've done a bit on the sixth floor because you've gone to Keenan's apartment and Nikki's apartment. Right. Um, but you haven't, like, walked the full floor. Okay. Yeah, let's just... Go to the seventh floor? Start with the seventh. Okay. So you get in the elevator, Kachunka the button for the seventh floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and without opening the gate, because I know that's not your thing, one of the first things that you notice is that it's very, very quiet here. Okay. It's very quiet on the seventh floor? Yes. Okay. What does it look like? Um... Honestly, it sort of looks quite a bit like the sixth floor um, in that there you don't see a lot of the destruction that you encountered on the fifth. Um, but from here, I mean, you really don't notice anything different. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's just take it one apartment at a time and exit the elevator and go to 7A. All right, I'm going to have you roll the d10 this time to see what happens. Okay. Five, right down the middle. All right, so you're walking down the hall approaching the first apartment, um, and what you notice is that as you're walking, like even your own footsteps sound kind of muffled and far away, like everything is kind of silenced here almost. Oh, okay. Well, um, this you notice that strange. the walls and carpeting appear to be untouched, and whatever ridden you encountered downstairs haven't really done too much uh, to this floor yet. Maybe because it's so close to the penthouse, you're not 100% sure, but it definitely doesn't seem to be a violent floor overall. Okay. This seems kind of strange to me. Yeah. And I have an eye for the strange. <laughs> so 
I'm going to see what I can find out about this here. Sure. See if there's more more than meets the eye. Okay. Right, I'm, I'm going for the, the piece of evidence, because obviously there's some supernatural shit going down, but the, the preternatural quiet here is what I'm most interested in. Yeah, make your roll. So, let's see. Int plus composure. One success. All right. So one success tells you if it's natural or unnatural and provides one piece of evidence. Uh, yeah, confirm there is a supernatural cause and provide one piece of evidence. It's definitely unnatural. So supernatural, I suppose you would say. Ugh, hate um, that show. Okay. Yeah, it's... I don't know that there's any direct evidence other than, like, you know how sounds work at this point. Okay. Um, this is kind of a vague enough happening that you don't have anything more direct to work with at this point with the number of successes that you had. Okay. So I don't really have a piece of evidence other than it doesn't sound right. Right. And I know that that's... I know that it doesn't sound right because of some supernatural shit going right. on. Right, right. Okay. Uh... Let's go to uh, 7A. All right. So you go and you're approaching the apartment door. You can see it ahead. It looks intact. Okay. Um, And then the relative silence of the floor is broken by a horrifying gurgling scream. Oof. Gurgling screams are the worst. So you turn your head in the direction of the sound. Okay. And you see a man engulfed in flame. Ooh. And he starts running towards you. Okay. Um, hmm. This is probably an actual ghost, I think. So as he approaches, mm-hmm. um, your skin feels almost like it's sunburned. Like you can feel the heat. Oh. Um, it makes you feel dehydrated. Dang. Okay. I There's mean... no time for you to move out of the way because he's taking up most of the hallway and just coming straight at you. Mm-hmm. And he runs right through you. Yeah. Um, you're completely untouched, and beyond you, he kind of just bursts into a cloud of ash and greasy smoke, and the hallway is still again. Okay. I figured he was a ghost. I kept my composure. I'm pretty composed. Okay. So you get to 7A. What would you like to do? Well, uh, we're going to do the normal thing where you listen at the door and, uh, you know... Invite others to maybe see what they can hear. <laughs> like five of you with your ears at one door. <laughs> I know, it's silly, right? Yeah. All right, go ahead and roll 1d10. 10. Nice. So you don't hear anything inside. Okay. I'll try the knob. Is it locked? It is unlocked. Cool. I'll open the door and push it open. All right. So, although this floor is quiet, you notice that um, the furniture in the living room here has kind of been, like, arranged into a pile. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Um, are there any people or bodies or anything in this apartment? No. Just a pile of furniture in the middle, middle of the living room. Basically. Yes. Okay. You guys want to help me search this pile? 
Right, so everyone kind of walks into the room with you. Um, I'll have you go ahead and yeah, let's do wits plus investigation. It is one success. All right, so a sort of something gleaming, kind of gold colored, catches your eye in the pile. Okay. Um, can I move the debris around it? Yeah. So kind of clearing the junk aside, mm-hmm. you find what you think you might be looking for. It is a pocket watch. Hmm. I am skeptical about this. Okay. So I don't I don't think that it should this seems too easy is what's going on here. So um, I don't know. I feel like it might be a trap or something like that. I don't. I don't know if I should poke it with a stick or or <laughs> something like that. But I don't think I should just grab it and be like, "Yay!" <laughs> you know. So Rachel takes a look at it, and she says, "Oh, that's that's the Hill family crest." Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna look around for like a. I don't know, a broom or something. Oh, yeah, there's a broom in the kitchen. <laughs> a broom closet, yeah. With a little dustpan attached to it. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna poke at this, uh, this watch with the uh, far end of the, you know, like with the broom part towards myself. Yeah, it scooches. The end of the handle. When you poke it with the broom, it goes push, push. <laughs> it behaves normally, in yes. other words. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't know about this, guys. This seems too easy. They'd just be under a pile of furniture in the same, you know, in the first room that we look in. I mean, out of character, you rolled a ten. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait. Oh, I rolled a ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why it's just there. Yeah. Otherwise, it was your first encounter. You rolled a ten. <laughs> uh, well, all right. I didn't know that one d ten was to do that. Yeah, that's okay. I mean. Yeah, so, um, cool. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's a trap. I mean, it looks like someone maybe tried to hide it in here the best a possessed person can. My concern is that, based on what we've been told, I wouldn't be surprised if something came back or came after us once we had it. Yeah, Sullivan did say that uh, the uh, the Ridden would be attracted to this thing. Didn't they? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, let's, uh, let's grab it and uh, book it back to the roof. Does anyone know how to get to the roof? Uh, I'm pretty sure, I mean, there's an override on the elevator, or we could uh, we could take the fire escape up from the penthouse level. Okay. Well, you know, let's do that, and we can swing by uh, the penthouse and see what Brian has to say about so this thing. Rachel goes over to the watch to, to take a closer look at it. 
Okay. And she's like, wow, yeah. And it's like, she's like looking at like how it's adorned and everything and kind of taking a look at it. Okay. Well, be careful with that, okay? Don't mess with it too much. Rachel. All right. (laughs) I just, I mean, I'm surprised it's still working. Like she can feel it ticking in her hands. Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, don't, don't open it or anything. Just put it in your pockets or your pants or whatever you have and just like forget about it for now, okay? All right. Hmm. We should have Mickey carry it because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. So are you going to try to head back to the penthouse? Um, yeah, I'm going to suggest that we head back to the penthouse. All right. Go ahead and roll one D10. Let's see what happens with this uh, D10. It's another five right down the middle. I rolled five, ten, five. Okay. <laughs> so you hear the sound of the elevator stopping on this floor. Great. <laughs> okay. Guys, I think we have company. The elevator just stopped on this floor. Well, I have rosary. And I have knuckles. <laughs> Those both should come in handy. Um, let's actually go out into the hallway towards the uh, the elevator. Because I want to keep moving. I don't want to hole up here. Okay. You know, I want to keep pressing towards our goal. All right. So moving ahead and kind of rounding the corner towards the elevators, you see a woman. Um, and her kind of ripped clothes and smeared-ness uh, mark her as possibly one of the ridden. She's okay. not quite close enough that you can see her eyes. Okay, so if you take a swing at someone, let's say, just for instance, with your fetish on, and they're not ridden, do you end up socking the person or yes. does like nothing happen? No. So yeah, if there's no ghost to target, you just do damage as normal wearing a bracelet. So you have to confirm <laughs> normal damage plus a bracelet. Okay. So you have to confirm that someone is uh, ridden before engaging if that's a concern for you. Uh, could be a way to help us confirm. <laughs> If face break, then not ghost. Yeah, but you don't want to just run up and punch a lady in the face, Nick. Come on, man. Um, I'm going to get her attention and see what's going on. It's like, uh, excuse me, lady. You doing all right? You need So need she, help? like, jerks her head up at you and kind of falls down to all fours and starts to kind of gallop towards mm, you. Nope, that's a ridden. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll initiative. Woo, 13. Okay. I'm just getting everybody else in here. Rachel and Michael and Nikki. 
Okay. So you get to respond first. Oh, cool. Um, well, we're going to try something unprecedented here, and we're going to shoot her. Okay. With the with the, the beads gun. All right. So you are going to roll your dexterity plus firearms plus two for the gun plus two for the beads. All right. Okay. So I see a couple of tens already. And an eight. So that's three successes. And, and that's it. My re-rolls were fruitless. Okay. So you are able to get a shot off kind of in her shoulder. She's in a really weird position for you to hit. Um, but there's no spray of blood. That's good. All right. So... Now it is her turn. That's, she, that's less appealing. She's going to target you because you shot at her and hit her ghost. I pulled aggro. All right. Let's Hopefully, take a look Hopefully, Nikki can taunt her off of me before I die. All right, so she is going to go round two, strength three. All right, and then what is your defense right now? My defense is two. But you have plus one to bashing, right? One armor versus bashing. Okay, that means she only gets two dice. No success. So from her position basically mostly on the floor. She is not able to grab at you. You're able to kind of dodge out of the way. Okay. All right. And now it is Rachel's turn. So she has the Raven Skull fetish in one hand. And with the other, she strikes out but again, she seems kind of startled and off balance and is ineffective in her attack. Okay. Maybe she's having trouble harnessing the power of the relic. Hmm. But it is Nikki's turn. Everybody's doing real bad today. Aww. Right, and Michael. Oh, yeah. Michael. Gets a real good shot in, kind of knocks Crab Girl onto her back. Oh, okay. Although she seems uninjured. Apparently. I see. Okay. Right, it is your turn. All right. I'm going to shoot her again. All right. Make sure you're marking your ammo. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how many I had to start with. So there were 14. Okay. So. Let's see, where do I want to write this down? We'll do it over here. Yeah. Okay. 
That's one success. Okay. Out of all of that. <laughs> Alright. Oh dang. Uh-oh. So she kind of like kips up, but not in a fluid sort of graceful way, kind of in like a cracking, squelching way. Gross. Um, and she kind of pulls you to the ground. You hit your head against the floor and you take three bashing damage. Jesus. Do you have any injuries in your last three boxes? Or are you still ahead of those? Well, after I add these, uh, no, I will not. Okay. Because you fill them all up with slashes and then you go back and start doing the other slashes, right? Unless you take lethal damage, right. in which case you, you X them Yeah, all. you would upgrade the damages once they're full. Right. If I remember this correctly. And is there still, like, uh, aggravated or anything? Yes. Okay. That is an asterisk. Right. That has the, the plus as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, no, I just have four bashing right now with uh, seven total. Right. So my so, last three are clear right okay. now. Um, but you are on the ground. Okay. Um, and it is Rachel's turn. All right. Rachel comes up and kind of uses a flat hand strike uh, against the woman again. She kind of falls to the floor. You see the mist sort of dissipate, um, but the body itself seems unharmed, and she's breathing comfortably. She seems to be almost asleep. Okay. All right, what would you like to do? Um, Let's continue towards the elevator. All right. After I get to my feet and, you know rub my neck or whatever all right so you get back in the elevator you were going to the penthouse you said yes okay so you get to the penthouse floor and uh i'll have you roll wits plus composure or maybe let's do wits plus occult successes there's something that feels different about this floor um if the wards or protections that sullivan was talking to you about earlier are true you have a feeling that maybe they're not holding as well as they were before so go ahead and roll one d10 Okay, so you smell like rotting blood, like you can smell it really strongly. Um, And it's not the smell that you already knew of up here because there were two fresh bodies up here. Um, So you don't see a source of the new scent. Um, No, no blood um, beyond what you've already are aware of. Um, and the smell gets strong enough where it's almost to the point where, like, you're starting to feel nauseous. Um, 
and you like kind of walk into the penthouse and you feel something drip onto your lip. Ugh, gross. So you, yeah. You go to wipe it away and you realize your nose is bleeding. Ah, well, that's better. All right. So you get to the penthouse. Um, okay. Sullivan's still there. He looks a little more faint. Is there like a handkerchief or a dish towel or paper towel or something? Yeah, there, there are dish towels in the kitchen. Bleeding nose. <laughs> so I'm going to get one of those. Sure. To so, try and staunch the flow. Yeah. You're able to get it to stop, but um, looking at the rag that you used, you notice the blood is like black and fetid. From my own nose. That's a little distressing. So... And, like, you reach up to touch your nose, and it doesn't really hurt or anything. When you fell, you fell not on your face. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, Sullivan says, did you, did you find it? I feel the words weakening. I, there's definitely something going on. I think maybe we did. Uh, Rachel, you want to show him what we found? So Rachel holds out the watch and he says, that looks like it, um, but open it up. If it's what I think it is, it should have an engraving inside. Okay. She looks at you. She's like, you told me not to open it. Well, you got to trust somebody sometime. Yeah, let's open it up. All right. So, she opens the watch. Uh, are you going to go over so you can see, or are you going to stay where you are? I'll stay where I am. <laughs> Got to trust somebody sometime. <laughs> Not all the way. <laughs> so, she says, um, well, there's a photograph inside. Um, yeah, and an engraving in the back. It says... Tempus omnia sed memorias privat, SB. Okay. Uh, sounds Latin. It is Latin. Does anyone know what that means? Um, Rachel does. Fantastic. What does it mean? She, she says it means time steals all but memories, and it has the initials SB next to it. Okay. That seems like it might be more Sullivan Barnes's watch not josiah hill's watch it was a gift sullivan says okay and and it was his most prized possession that he got from you but we were very close hmm and what happened to him to turn him into some malevolent spirit. Well, uh, he kind of looks to the watch as if it would tell him the time, but it won't. Rachel's like, the hands are moving backwards. Uh, he says, I met Josiah when we were younger. Um, he was a, a young husband at that time, and always on the move from something that was stalking him, uh, something that was at, always at the edge of his vision, wouldn't let him sleep, and he could not find rest. Um, and so I offered to help him, 
he bought this land and we sewed silver into the soil under the house and set up wards so the thing couldn't get to him. I lived in a cottage on the edge of the manor. Um, and Josiah, finally at peace, um, just did not leave because leaving the wards meant the thing could find him. But I was a young wizard then, and my wards were not perfect. Uh, one day, the thing was able to get into a, a girl, a maid, that they had in the house. And she set the place aflame to try to get them out of the warded area. But Josiah and most of his family could not escape. What I didn't realize at the time about the wards that I had set up is that as much as they would keep the thing out, they would also keep their souls in. And so they were never released. And over time, that sort of void causes madness. Okay. Huh. All right. Well, we feel like this is the genuine article. Yes. Um, it is definitely affected by everything that's happening here. As you can see, the workings are going the wrong way and this is this is definitely it he looks pained mm, okay i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask uh sullivan straight up if he's um i don't want to ask him i don't i don't want to ask him straight out if he's the bad guy <laughs> but uh you know, I, I want to ask him if he um, purposefully trapped the Hill family here. When I was younger, I suppose I could have done more research and given him a ward that was mobile. I suppose on one hand it was selfish of me to keep him here when maybe I could have done something different, but... I would never have chosen to force his spirit into torment. He was my friend. Okay. And and you you maintain that the thing hunting Josiah got into a maid and set the fire and you you didn't set the fire. I the only reason I lived when so many others died is that I was in my cottage on the edge of the property. I was nowhere near the manor. So you, so you didn't set the fire then? No. Okay. See, I have a yes or no answer now. I want to see if he's lying to me. Okay. So, um, I think you have a manipulation specialty in that, right? Uh, subterfuge. So, yeah, okay, right. So let's do wits plus subterfuge. Okay. That's going to be seven dice. And, uh... Let's risk a willpower so we have all ten. Okay, sounds good. Let's see what happens. Roll low. Roll low. <laughs> roll low? <laughs> Why do you want me to roll low? I'm a storyteller, so I like it when you fail. Oh, that makes sense. 
Okay. Well, I have two tens, three tens. How dare you? A nine and an eight. So I've got five without re-rolling anything. <laughs> All right. So. Fine. Do I need to re-roll to see if I get a super duper extra exceptional? No, there's nothing beyond exceptional. So there's no point good. in re-rolling. Yeah. Those. Okay. So you get a point of willpower. That's true. I do. Um, wagered one. He is not lying to you. What you sense with your exceptional success is that he feels a lot of guilt because he either wasn't strong enough or didn't know how to fix this before he died. And so all he's really been doing or all he's been able to do is maintain the protection for the residents against the hills who are trapped here because of something he did accidentally in trying to protect them. Hmm. Okay. Well, with that, I believe I am finally satisfied that he's actually not... Oh, take a beat for finding the pocket watch, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So we're still trying to find out what's going on outside. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, fair enough, Sullivan. I believe you. Uh, Do you know how to get to the roof from here? Is that possible? Uh, there is an override on the elevator. Otherwise, um, the windows here through the main room lead up to the uh, fire escape, which connects to the roof access. I went outside once. I didn't have a good experience. So I'm going to try the elevator first. Sullivan, what can we expect when we get up there? How difficult is this thing going to be to attach to the lightning rod? Um, And... Um, you know, what's the environment going to be like? Have you been up there? I have not. I'm rather contained within this room because of my own wards. Um, I am as trapped as I have made others. Um, but I would expect that the area above my penthouse is likely an epicenter of much chaos since my death released some of the words and protections that were centered around this room. Okay. I wonder if the roof is going to be, there's got to be like a landing or something like that. I guess we're not going to know until we get up there. What's going to happen when and if this, uh, this relic gets destroyed? What you should witness, uh, if you're able to complete that task is that, The souls are released, um, and this sort of bubble that we're trapped in should dissipate. Um, Things should functionally return to what we would expect of the regular realm. Okay. Um, All right. I mean, are we going to need to attach it to the the lightning rod and and run away? I recommend not touching or being too near the lightning rod when lightning strikes it seems to be quite frequent in this chaotic state okay this is uh this is crazy (laughs) all right let's let's take the elevator to the roof all right so i'll have you roll 1d10 
I rolled a 10. All right, so you walk right back out to the elevator, no issue. And you put that penthouse key back in. The elevator doors open, revealing an internal sort of room, like a vestibule, um, with like a metal door leading out onto the roof. And there's a sign above it that says roof access. Okay. Did we not think to get a key or anything to this door? Not thinking that it would be locked? That just now occurred to me. No, it's like a push bar, like exit sort of door. Oh. Like emergency only. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go check that door out. And uh, I want to make sure that it's not going to shut behind us and automatically lock, trapping us on the roof, as can happen with those sorts of doors. There's a little, like, kickstand door stopper you could put down when you open it. Cool. I'm going to employ employ that. Okay. And, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, lead us right out onto the roof. All right. So you open the door, and the first thing you notice here is the weather. Um, there is a rain whipping across the rooftop in kind of these torrential waves. Um but what's really strange about it is that it's not rainwater, it's blood. What? Um, Gross. And there are no clouds above uh, to be causing it. It's just that black void. Um, there's lightning striking the lightning rod on the roof um, almost constantly, accompanied by thunder claps that like rattle you uh, because you're so close to the source. Um and in front of you, you see a thing standing in the rain, um, its arms outstretched to the heavens. It might have been a man once, but now it's a distorted, ragged thing. Um, it's a patchwork of flesh and bare, bleeding muscle. Um, and the only thing covering it is this smoldering garment. Uh, the hair on this thing kind of crackles and smokes in the rain, and you smell burning hair and flesh. Okay. So it's literally raining blood. Yes. And there is a misshapen, uh, crackly sort of thing. Smoking creature, yes. Ugh, gross. So okay. I'd like you to go ahead and roll a breaking point. Yeah. Good I think that would be appropriate. I think so too. <laughs> those out all right uh do you re-roll tens on these yeah you yeah. always re-roll tens okay two successes okay uh and you still have a condition correct i do okay so you are terrified by this you're still what do you have uh shaken shaken so you're still shaken um, but you do not lose any more of your integrity. Um, but this is terrifying to behold. But you've seen some ghosts and some bodies at this point. Right. Especially some burning ghosts. 
Yeah, that ran right through me. Yeah, you've seen two burning ghosts at this point. Mm -hmm. So you're starting, I mean, for lack of a better term, to get used to it. Yeah. So it'd be be hardened a little bit here. So the creature lowers his arms and he turns towards you. His face uh, has eyes that are boiling out of their sockets, um, dripping and running like tears down his cheeks. And he grins slowly, and his teeth glow like hot coals in his mouth. Okay. Mm. All right. We're going to have to fight this guy. All right. So um, I'm going to have you go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. Woo, nine. (laughs) Awesome. So that's 14. Okay, give me a second to get all my dices together. All right, so you had a 14? Yes. Carter, 14. And so Rachel has a 13. Um, and Nikki has 10 and Michael is going right after Nikki and Josiah he has a modifier if I recall correctly yeah of 9 but he didn't roll well so he's only at an 11 All right, so it's going to be you first, then Rachel, then Josiah, then Nikki, and then Michael. Ah, so this is Josiah himself. It is. Okay. So a couple of things. You can see the lightning rod. Mm -hmm. You can see the ghost. Um powerful spirit um you have a moment to try to briefly create some strategy but you guys can focus in one area or you can split up because there are a couple things that you know one this uh critter probably a little stronger than the ones you've been encountering yeah um and two you do know that as soon as the watch is destroyed if the wizard did not lie to you he should be banished. But it's a matter of getting to that point. So what would you like to do since you get to go first anyway? I think it'd be worthwhile to see if we um, can dedicate someone to trying to get that uh, the pocket watch onto the lightning rod while the rest of us engage the, the spirit you think him. that this is going to take a lot of dexterity to and get. maybe a little bit of craftiness to be able to affix it to the rod so it's attached. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Rachel already has the watch. She does. And I think she's a good candidate for this. Okay. I don't know if she has any crafts or anything, but you know, she might be able to uh make it happen. Okay. So she kind of gives you a nod. Um, and the rest of you, 
uh, stay kind of where you are, but so it's not her turn quite yet. Let's, so let's what would you like to do? Let's play this out, though. Okay. So, so I'm going to... All right, Rachel, we need you to get this this watch attached to that lightning rod at all costs. The rest of us are going to keep that thing busy and away from you while you, while you do that. Is, do you think you can do that for us? I think it's going to be difficult. I mean, there's a lot of lightning. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Don't get hurt. But I think you can do this. Do you think you'll have any issue, you know, figuring out how to attach it to that thing? I don't even know how these things work. I think, I mean, I think I can tie the chain around it. I just have to work really quickly. And we just have to rewind a little bit here because I absolutely know how uh, lightning rods work and all that kind of shit from my line of work. So I wouldn't have said that. So let, let's let's back that up and the jury will disregard that last comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Let it be so. Uh so I, I want to see if the point is I do have that expertise. I want to see if I can maybe brief her on the like this and whatever. And here's the stuff and things about how lightning rods are connected and work and do their whatever and all that. Give her a crash course in it to see if maybe it can help her out. So when she gets there, I don't know, maybe she'll have a bonus die or something like that. I, I don't know. Sure. I'll let you have enough time to do that before the specter closes in. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. It's yeah. just a real brief no. One sentence thing. She already has a lot of negative modifiers, both for regular lightning strikes and the tearing wind and rain. So I will give her a bonus based on the information you've given her because she has no crafts at all. Okay. So, all right. So she gives you a nod and kind of like wraps the chain from the pocket watch around her hand and is getting ready to go that way. Cool. All right, as soon as you see us engage this thing, you uh, you take off and do your thing. Good luck, girl. You can do this. Okay. Um, all right, do you think it's fair that you're talking to her long enough that that might be your action for this turn? Um, no, because I didn't know until just now that that could happen. I'm used to D&D where talking is just sort of free action. Well, talking is reflexive, but a turn is functionally about three seconds. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely talking to her for longer than three seconds. So would you like to talk to her for your turn and give her the bonus? Or would yes. you like to? Okay. So you're good with that being your turn? I'm good with that being my turn. All right. So Rachel runs to the lightning rod. Okay. And gets herself situated. Um, she does not have time in this round based on her movement to start trying to fix the watch. Uh, now it is Josiah's turn. All right. He is... Yep. He's going to do that. Got to get me nine dice. Okay. Two successes on nine dice. That's, that's not bad, right? That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then Rachel has to roll to resist. Okay. All right. So you see the specter point at Rachel and a trail of green mist flies out at her. 
and you see her kind of like stagger backwards. <laughs> okay, I'd just like to point out that I told her to wait until she saw us engage the thing. Oh, before okay. she did That's her fair. thing. So you want her just to stand there? Not just necessarily stand there, but before she begins her run, you know. Okay. I was like, wait until we attack the thing. All right. Um, well, is... then go ahead and roll a d10. Okay. Oh, this, that, that doesn't sound like this is going to go very well for me. Nine. All right, so since he doesn't have a clear target, the miss strikes out at Michael instead. Okay. Okay. He just picked one person at random? Yeah. Okay. He is supposed to target the person with the watch, but I'll let it be unknown at this point, even though he would feel its presence. Well, I mean, you know, if, if you want to attack her anyway, that's fine. I'm just saying... That's what I told her to do. So she would delay her action until after we attacked him. Right. If she followed my direction. Okay. Well, her action is delayed. I'm going to act like he cannot feel the presence of the watch yet. If you want. That's up to you. Um, And he has attacked Michael. Okay. To what extent you are not sure. All right. It is Nick's turn. Nikki, what would you like him to do? Attack the uh, um, spirit uh, thing. Attack Josiah. All right. With everything he's got, now is not the time for timidity, Nikki. All right. So he is going to wade in. Josiah's defenses are high, so he doesn't get too many dice. But he is able to get a little bit of a hit in there. All right, so he uh, is able to mystically punch the specter using the power of his rosary along with his knuckles. Very cool. Okay. Um, And it is Michael's turn. Okay. Hopefully Michael isn't possessed at this point. (laughs) What? What? Nothing. He gave me a significant look. Um... You know, it's that's fine. It's fine that you gave me a significant look? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, Michael. Turns towards Rachel. And gives her a swift punch in the face. Right. I thought that maybe this might happen. Okay. Um, and now it is your turn. Okay. Um, I'm not going to worry about uh, Michael right now, I don't think. Okay. Uh, if he becomes a problem, we'll start... If he becomes a problem, we'll deal with him, you know, as necessary. Okay. Uh, so instead, I'm going to uh, focus fire uh, Josiah is instead. Okay. So I'm going to attack him with my pistol. All right. So it's your firearms plus your dexterity 
plus your relic, mm -hmm. plus your gun, right. minus... No, he doesn't get to have his defense because it's a gun. So, yeah, so that's that's what you're looking so at. So, you get all eight dice yes. for this. Yes. Okay. Um, we're going to try... Uh, we're going to go for a... Um, alpha strike here so we're definitely going to uh we're gonna risk a willpower so right off the bat i'm pretty sure you can't do that on attacks oh you can't i don't okay. think so but i can double check yeah sure all right so it looks like you can risk in combat against a monster as long as you're not using your endowment which you are not because uh, you don't have it yet yeah i'm like um jay from jay and silent bob Oh, All right, so go ahead and take your risk, but beware that dramatic failures are dramatic. Dramatic failures are indeed dramatic. I might die, but I wasn't lying to that girl at the gaming store the other day. I go through characters, man. <laughs> okay. All right, there's at least one success on okay. the board because there's a 10 and an 8 and an 8 and a eight so that's four okay so if i can re-roll this 10 skillfully then we'll know so we're gonna see i'm going for the exceptional success here and it's a six so no but four successes is pretty good yeah no that is really good all right um it is rachel's turn a couple of you have already gone into combat, and she has someone trying to punch her in the face. So she is going to use all of the athletics that she can muster, because she is a runner by nature. Mm -hmm. Right. And she is going to see if she can outdistance Michael in his current state, um, and hopefully not get punched by him this round. Uh, so she is going to use her dexterity and her running so three and four. Um, she will take a little bit of a penalty because it's slick up here. She should be all right. Yeah, so she has three successes. So she just books it, um, goes as fast as she possibly can full sprint, and like skids to a stop on in the blood of the roof um, <laughs> okay. in front of the delightful lightning rod. And she starts to get ready to attach it. Okay, good. She has to time it very carefully, though. Yes. So she's kind of figuring out her her bearings. Um, and it is Josiah's turn. So oh, he's going to try to... Again, that guy just went. I guess... <laughs> Janice isn't really a combat character. Oh no, at all. she did not even come out on the roof. She saw blood and she stayed in the elevator. <laughs> Just like that. Okay. Yeah. So. We need to. Yeah, I don't know. One, two, three. Three. So I have the decision to make here of, you know, whether we just. Uh, try to crowd control Michael and focus on the boss, or if we have to, you know, try and um, break the the curse on Michael right. instead. So Josiah 
again, points at Michael. And he says, get her. (laughs) And Michael starts to run in a like weird sort of jerky fashion towards Rachel. Okay. All right. It is Nick's turn. Okay. Keep Uh, it up, Nicky. All right. You're just going to have him keep being the brute. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. Try Try and tank the boss. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and trip up Michael. Alright, he's able again to get a good punch in there. Um nothing like a gunshot, but he's doing his best. He's helping out. Alright. Um and it is Michael's turn. So Michael is spending his turn trying to catch up with Rachel. Um this isn't the same sort of like possession that you saw before. It's much more like a compulsion. Okay. Um, and so you can see, like, his body is kind of resisting the movement, so he's not very fast at mm, this point. Okay. Um, but so he's trying to catch up with her. So he's not able to reach her because she ran so fast so far on her last turn. Okay. All right. It is your turn. Okay. Um, I want to try to... Oh, did you give yourself a willpower for your risk? Oh, I did not. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Sorry. Okay. I want to try to... So, we have Nikki tanking the boss. Well, he's hitting him. He's, yes. he's hitting him <laughs> in his face. Yes. He might. He, he doesn't seem to have his attention right now. Uh, I don't. I don't want to focus the boss right now. I want to try and slow Michael down without like hurting him. And I'm not sure at this point, based on uh what you said about how the possession seems different, right? So I don't know if shooting him will actually shoot him or not. Why don't and, you go ahead and make an intelligence plus occult roll? And I don't want to risk it. Is the thing. So we're gonna see if I can determine that. Okay, got 10, 10, 1, 6, yeah, 4, and 7. All right, so two successes. Yes. You do not believe he is currently being ridden, where he'd have, like, a spirit inside of him. You think that his, like, basically his will has been over, like, has been bent, has been overtaken. Okay. Um, so... Uh, if you shot him, you'd be shooting him. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know because I don't want to do that right now. I will, however, use my telekinesis to shove him. Like, I don't want to shove him uh, towards Rachel. Right. You know, but kind of to trip him up and, and shove him like at an angle, maybe uh, away from Josiah. Maybe. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, give with, him some distance with all of the, yeah, some distance between him and Josiah in case that's a factor. And also, you know, I feel like if I push against the direction he's running, that force on force stuff might diminish the effect of it. Okay. So if I kind of go like at a, a sideways sort of thing, sure. you know, you're running this way and something shoves you to the side. That could kind of mess you up. All right. So what's your normal role for telekinesis? It's telekinesis plus occult? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to have you go ahead and roll that, and he's going to try to resist it with his... Well, actually, what is his stamina? 
Um, three. So you're going to remove, no, that's Nikki. Michael. Stamina is still three. So you're going to remove three dice from your roll. Okay. And I already risked a willpower. You can spend, but you cannot risk. So I have to spend one to use it. Yes. Anyway, is the thing. So I get to roll one die. Right. Unless you spend a willpower. Oh, spend another willpower. No. So, oh, right. Because you spend one to use telekinesis. Right. If you spend another, you can get your willpower extra dice if you want to do that. Yeah, let's do that. And that's just one or three extra? That's three extra dice. Let's go ahead and do that to cancel out that. You're right. You'd be canceling out his defensive stamina. So we're going to try that. Oh, come on, baby. All right. Well, that's a really good roll. Uh, 10, 10, 9, 7. Okay. So that's three successes. Uh, still three successes. All right, three successes. All right. <laughs> My rerolls so, yeah. were crap. You, um, you push him with your mind, mm-hmm. um, and he kind of, you see his trajectory kind of angle out. And he's like leaning against it, like against the force that you're using. Okay. Um, and then he loses his footing. Good. And like slips down into the blood. In the slippery blood. Yes. Rip, boom. Okay. Okay. Cool. That, that's that's my that's my action. That's my turn. Yes. So. Unless I want to move. Unless you want to move. But you're already at a distance right now. Yeah, I don't. There's really no benefit to me engaging in melee with the boss, and there's none. There, there isn't necessarily a benefit to me going over to where uh, Janice is, you know. Right. So, so uh, Rachel is going to attempt. Rachel, I meant, but yeah. To affix the watch to the lightning rod. Good luck. All right. <laughs> she. What happened? Oh my goodness. So you see her doing something over there and then throwing herself wide as lightning strikes the rod. And as soon as you see the lightning strike, it's like everything slows down. Oh, man. Um, You see the lightning course through the iron rod. Mm -hmm. You see um, quite clearly... The lightning spidering across the chain as everything slows down even more. Okay. It looks like she's affixed it just in time. Just in time. Um, you see the metal bubbling and melting. Mm-hmm. Um, the face of the watch explodes into tiny shards of glass. Oh, success. The gears rain from the body of the watch. And you see them bend and melt from the superheated force of the lightning strike. Mm-hmm. And then you notice that Josiah's fire is kind of flickering and wavering. Um, the smoldering ruin of his body um, is starting to discorporate. Okay. And he lets out a scream in this slow motion state that just like shakes your entire body. Ugh, that feels weird. But even as he does, you start to see stars. Okay. And then you see streetlights. 
Oh, oh wait, I don't see stars like Tweety Bird style no, stars. No, like, like in the sky. In the sky. Okay, that's that's not what I was thinking was happening. Okay, okay. And then you see clouds and a moon, and there's no rain, and you appear to be back in the physical world. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm breathing a little heavy, like. <sighs> Oh, that was stressful. I didn't know that I was holding my breath the whole time. <laughs> so, interesting. All right. So, what would you like to do? Um, no, does that mean that we figured out what was happening uh, outside? You did never actually figure out what was causing the void. It was not something you ended up asking or investigating hmm. specifically. Yeah, I wonder who we would have asked. You could um, have asked uh, Sullivan about it. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I'll buy that for a dollar. But that's okay. You were still uh, able to fulfill one of them, so that's fine. I guess uh, go see if Michael is okay. Yeah, so you go to the other side of the roof and you see like Michael in a puddle of blood. <laughs> um, and he kind of looks up at you and he's like, Thanks, man. I, I was trying to fight it, but it's like he just... I had a hand in my chest. Yeah, dude, I, I thought I thought shooting you would be a bad idea. So I appreciate that. <laughs> that would not have felt very good for me. <laughs> I'll try to avoid shooting you uh, in perpetuity. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, I guess talk to every party member. You know, bring yeah. in everybody. So everyone's shaken, but otherwise fine i mean a few of you have taken some injuries but nothing serious in the course of these encounters um after a few minutes you hear police sirens okay uh well i guess we're gonna need to get our story straight um there's always option one tell the truth and sound like crazy people (laughs) um you know or there's uh option two which is uh you know, agree on a convincing story. Uh, I think we should get down back to the uh, rec room and just say we uh, huddled there for the duration of the power outage and uh, and disturbance. Okay. And didn't see anything. Right. So you head back down to the... Well, no, I'm saying that's what I propose okay. our story should be. And we should get down there so that it's plausible by the time emergency responders arrive. But uh, I'm not a very, uh, you know, skilled liar. But I think that my... I'm starting to realize that my penchant for spotting lies works, you know, both ways. Right. So... Michael says, I don't think it's a bad plan, but we'll have to have some sort of explanation for... And he looks down and he's covered in blood... And he points at you, and you're soaked with blood rain. <laughs> um, so you basically all look like Carrie from mm, the okay. famous scene. Yeah, I didn't, you know, it kind of dawns on me that that is all the case. With everything that's been going on, I like didn't even really notice mm-hmm. that that's what... Uh, you have a, a gun in your hand, um, and you're covered in blood. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's definitely not good for the authorities. So, um, 
Yeah. Well, we don't really have time to, like, deal with the evidence and whatever else. What's the story with uh, where Josiah was? What happened to him? Like, the watch blew up, but... And, and, and the disturbance broke. What happened to him? The, so, body? you kind of walk to the middle of the roof where he had kind of been working his will. Um, and other than sort of a scorch mark, there is no evidence that there was anything there. Okay. Well, I'm holding the gun that Keenan used to kill himself. So that's bad. That could be quote unquote, a murder weapon. <laughs> so, uh, definitely don't want to deal with that. Uh, getting back to the penthouse though, that's kind of getting back to the crime scene, quote unquote. I'm trying to think of how the authorities would look at this situation. You know, my wits are coming back to me a little bit, so. You might need to work quickly. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the penthouse real quick. And I'm right. going to like. So Janice is still in the elevator, which means it has not been able to be called down at this okay. point. Um, so you're able to get into the elevator. She looks relieved to see you guys. Okay. Um, and you're able to go down to the penthouse level. Okay. Uh, cool. So I'm going to go back into the, the penthouse. I'm going to, uh, God, I've used three bullets and there's two in... (laughs) There's two in Dead Guy Sullivan, and there's one in the wall behind Keenan's head. Yes. And so there's three that are unaccounted for, and shell casings in various locations. And, yeah. So I'm going to do the Hollywood uh, fingerprint wipe down. Right. And put the gun back where I found it. Next to Keenan. Next to Keenan's hand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back into the room where Sullivan was. Yep, and the body is there, but the apparition is not. The ghost is not. So he's he's free to go now uh, as well. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead and roll intelligence plus occult. Int plus occult. You got it. Coming right up. That is no successes. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> All right, so let's brainstorm here, kids. We don't have a lot of time um, before we have to start giving interviews to the cops and everything else. Um, gosh, where could where could we go that would explain uh, our our state <laughs> of dishevelment? Based on the fact that bodies are still here, I'm thinking no matter what we look like, as long as we are not in this room, we're probably not the craziest thing that these police are going to see today. Okay. There's definitely a bunch of chaos going on on the fifth floor uh, when we were down there. So, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, let's, uh, you know, as far as our appearance is concerned... Uh, it would probably be best if we were on the fifth floor, I think, where all that shit was going down. And honestly, in my experience, uh, we might get away best with play dumb. Yeah, yeah, no, the the fewer details in our story, you know, 
the better. So um, we were, here's, here's our story, okay? Everybody paying attention. We're hanging out for our poker night as usual, as we usually do on this night. I was a newcomer, like everything normal and truthful. Then the disturbance started happening. It seemed like a power outage at first, and then people started losing their minds. We tried. So, uh, where did I leave off? I don't remember. So we tried to get to leave, to, to flee, you know, to get out of the building. And we took the elevator down, but it stopped at the fifth floor and we were stuck on the fifth floor. And, um, there was just all sorts of hell breaking loose, people running around and just freaking out like they have rabies and attacking everyone. We had to fight for our lives back to the elevator and we managed to make it back up to the sixth floor where we, you know, tended our wounds and, um, basically waited it out back in the rec room. Um, the, you know, and then the disturbance ended some hours, some terrifying hours later. All right. So you guys are going to take the elevator back down to the sixth floor. Yes. Okay. So you do. Um, and as you close the gate behind you, you notice that it's like immediately called down. Okay. Like someone's just sitting there like, come on, fucking elevator. Yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So you guys kind of are walking towards the common room to get back to where you were. Okay. Is that the plan? Oh, yeah. The, so hmm. we get in the elevator and as soon as we close the gate, it immediately starts going down, but it only goes down to the sixth floor. Or does it go all the way down to the, like, the well, No, you guys get out on the sixth floor uh-huh. and when you close the gate behind you... It's immediately called okay. down. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Back to the back to the break room where we've been huddling this whole time. Okay. In in fear and bewilderment after fighting for our lives on the fifth floor. You haven't been down here for a little while. That's true. So on your way back, you pass like a body. It's all bloated, which is weird because you know that this has only been going on for maybe an hour or so. Right. Um. But it looks like it's been there for a long time. And it looks like someone has artfully arranged the intestines in its lap. Um, You keep walking. And you see like a weird blood stain on the ceiling. Okay. That you don't understand. But eventually you get back to the common area. The poker chips are still on the table. This room looks like it has not been disturbed. Okay. And after a minute or so, you hear the distinctive sound of, like, radio squelch Mm -hmm. of officers approaching. Okay. And you guys get separated uh, to talk to you, separate officers, Mm -hmm. to kind of tell your story. Take statements. Yep. Um, Janice is, like, shaken, and she (laughs) honestly didn't see too much of anything anyway, so she's just like, I just stayed with them. They were going to protect me. I don't know what's happening. She's still wearing her green visor. Uh, no, she had taken it off when she went to get the food. Uh, so it's okay. sitting on the table. <laughs> okay. Because you did not put it on when it was your turn to deal. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't. Um, you weren't you weren't into it. No, I wasn't. Um, and so you get taken aside by an officer that introduces himself as Lieutenant Vince Gabreski. Um, I would like you to go ahead and roll. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ooh. 
I'm going to do intelligence plus composure. Okay. So this is the... So I'm talking to a lieutenant, so this guy's probably a detective. I guess detective is its own rank. Anyway, intelligence plus composure, you say? That is correct. Uh, that is no successes. Okay. So the name sounds kind of familiar to you, but you don't know from what or where okay. or when. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, all right, sir, uh, why don't you just go ahead and let me know what happened here? Okay. Well, I don't really know what happened here. Um, I was hoping you guys could tell, could tell us what happened. We're just so glad that you showed up. Uh, finally, I don't know what took so long. But uh, it was a pretty harrowing experience. All right. I'm going to give you a choice. Okay. Would you like to use manipulation plus persuasion or manipulation plus subterfuge? Um, I am definitely going to go with manipulation plus subterfuge. All right. Okay. Oops. I was rolling great in combat. I'm just terrible now. Still no successes. All right. So he kind of just gives you a look like he knows you're just completely bullshitting him. Okay. But he seems completely unfazed. Um, he hands you a card. And it's not like a business card that's like, police officer blah from this precinct. It's like a very plain card with his name and a phone number on it. Okay. He says, I need you to let me know if you remember anything else, or maybe if you want to understand a little bit more about what's going on, because I think, I think whatever this trouble is seems to be following you now. Okay. Okay. All right, and I'm going to have you go ahead and roll your intelligence plus composure one more time before we wrap it up, just to see if talking with him has jogged your memory. All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, finally, two successes. All right, looking at the name, especially like typed out in that perfect print on the card, you kind of have this flashback to a card that was handed to you before, but not this plain variety. This is one of the officers that was on site investigating your house. Oh no. I find that a bit distressing. And uh, so kind of everything wraps up. The, uh, the ghosts obviously faded when you guys did your work, um, but the dead and the injured and the destroyed remain. So there's gonna be some cleanup and some investigation but you have a feeling that some of the officers involved in the investigation might know a little bit more about these happenings uh, than others okay all right so i'd like you to take a beat for finishing the story okay take a beat <laughs> okay 
that's pretty much that. So at this point, uh, I would just like to let you know, you do still have the relic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that you will get to carry forward. Yeah. Um, and then you can bank the XP that you've earned so far so that you can spend it on something that's more expensive later, or you can spend it between sessions. Okay. All right. So the officers kind of collect information from everyone, including contact information. Um, but none of you get taken in. You're all like let to like go home, get cleaned up, you know. So you are like your clothes are all stiff <laughs> and crunchy. <laughs> um, they like gave you a towel, like a blanket, like a fire blanket. Like they do. Right. Um not because you look cold, but mostly so that maybe when you drive home, you're not as scary looking. <laughs> don't look like, yeah, you just came out of a slaughterhouse. Now, for the first time, it dawns on me, I'm going to take my phone out of my pocket. Yeah. To, to see if I have signal again. You do. And I'd like to look at the time and date on my phone. Um, It looks like a few minutes after you arrived. Okay. So only a few minutes. Yep. Yet only a few minutes passed in the real world. Yes. But maybe we were in there for a lot longer than the hour or so it seemed. Right. So do you want to roll your, let's say, wits plus a cult? I do. Okay. Or you can try your sense of the blah, 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 if you want to. It'd, it'd be the same number of dice, but I'm going to okay. go with wits plus occult sure. on this one. That's two successes. All right. You think, especially since it seemed like parts of the building were cut off to you, like you guys couldn't get below the fifth floor, at least through the method that you tried, which was the elevator, um, that... You're definitely in some sort of bubble. Um, With your level of knowledge at this point of the strange, you don't really understand what that could be, but you have the feeling that it could have cut you off from all things normal, including time passage. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. So that is it for this little mini arc. At your first major encounter with the supernatural. Okay, that was really cool. <laughs> and I'm glad that uh, there's a clear hook for a sequel at the end. I tried my best. So, well done. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon go to patreon.com slash justbarbarianthings.